0: Oh, well, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord on this, what turns out to be a sunny day here in New Jersey um, after some rain. But praise God, Wednesday night, Bible study, um, I'm coming tonight to continue to study the Word of God. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with um, developing a... Uh, foundation of faith and we're going to continue with that amen um we're going to continue with that and tonight we're going to use as our starting point james chapter one we're going to use james chapter one verses two through four as our starting point praise god um for our study tonight as we continue to talk about developing our faith um you know some some uh, someone may say, well, why why do we keep talking about developing our faith? Well, it's a couple of things. One, and I shared this um, some time ago, but um, some years ago, God told me that, you know, in my prayer closet, uh, that he wanted me to preach faith to the masses. Amen. And so I understand that part of, The mandate on my life is to preach, teach, share faith with the masses. To me, that means everyone, whether it's two people or if it's 2,000 people, that's what God wants me to do. Um, You know, and so what does that mean? That means then that, you know, since faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word, we're going to get into this word. Amen. Amen. Um, and we're going to hear the word. We're going to teach the word. We're going to preach the word so that faith can come. Um, so that's one thing it's, it's on my life. It's a mandate on my life. The other thing is that, you know, the Bible tells us, right, the just shall live by faith. And so we have to continue with this teaching because we want to live, amen. You know, we want to live victorious lives and if we're going to live victorious lives it's going to be by faith you know before we get started you know you go if you go into hebrews chapter 11 we praise god we're taking a little detour it seems but it's in hebrews chapter 11 it it tells us that faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and it goes on to tell us that by faith abel offered unto god a more excellent sacrifice than cain that's in verse four verse five by faith enoch was translated Um, verse seven by faith noah was warned of god of things not seen as yet verse eight by faith abraham when he was called to go and on and on it goes by faith by faith it talks about um you know it gets into sarah that through faith in verse 11 she conceived um verse 17 by faith abraham was tried and he offered up isaac Uh, by faith isaac blessed, blessed jacob by faith jacob when he was a dying blessed both the sons of joseph by faith joseph made mention of the departing of the children of israel by faith moses when he was born and on and on and on what's the point the point is that when we look at the hebrews chapter 11 the the halls of faith everything that we're reading there by the people of god was by faith it was through faith it was because of their faith so if you and i are going to accomplish anything in this life for god how is it going to be done it's going to be done by faith amen Mm -hmm. and so we are continuing to focus on developing a foundation of faith amen so with that let's pray and then we're gonna get into James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 let's pray tonight Father We bless your name glory to God and we thank you Lord for your favor and blessing on our lives we thank you god that jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith yes and father we're praying tonight that the holy spirit of god will lead us and guide us into the truth of your word and father god that we will come away with wisdom knowledge and with understanding father as the disciples asked of the lord jesus christ we ask of you tonight increase our faith and father we thank you and bless you oh god we believe we receive the increase and so we bless your holy name for it now god have your way we bind the hand of the enemy that will attempt to interfere with this lesson in any way we call him a defeated foe we resist him and we take joy at his flight and we give you praise and thanks for it now in jesus name amen. amen all right so We're developing a foundation of faith. We're in James chapter 1. Let's read verses 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. Amen. Um, we know from this scripture, we read this scripture, and, you know, if you're a student of the word of God, you've come across James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 so many times, right? My brethren, count it all joy. And he says we used to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, when we fall into various temptations or find ourselves dealing with various temptations or, or trials. What, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to count it all joy. We're not supposed to have a pity party. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to look for, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, people feel sorry for us. We're to count it all joy. Why? It says knowing this, there's something we should know about trials and temptations. And not simply that they hurt and not simply that they're unpleasant. There's something that we should know. Knowing this, what that the trying of your faith worketh patience. That that that's better translated that the testing of your faith produces patience. Um. First of all, uh, you know none of us like testing or trials, right? And and you know as we're talking tonight about. Developing a foundation of our our faith. You know, where God is leading us tonight is really about allowing adversity to strengthen our faith, right? That's really the point tonight. It's about, you know, that that we need to get to the point of learning and knowing that we have to allow adversity to strengthen our faith. And see, nobody likes adversity. We like things to be good and smooth and easy, right, and nice. I mean, no one goes around saying, man, I sure hope I have some adversity today. Yes. I, I, I hope I have some trouble today. I hope I have some problems. I hope I have some difficulties. None of us want that. But here's the thing. It's, it's, it's really setting us up for great disappointment if we are hoping to go through life without adversity it's setting us up for disappointment if we are hoping to go through life without suffering or without pain or without trouble or without trials and you know when Jesus says unto us in this world you shall have tribulations Why do we think that we won't see we we have to accept it? It may not be something we want but we have to accept because otherwise when it comes We're going to be devastated Mm -hmm. because we're going to we, we expect everything to go well, but we really have no righteous expectation of that because God never promised us that Jesus said that testing will come that we will have tribulation you know, Paul said in Second, what is it Second Timothy 3 and 12, he said that the godly will suffer persecution. See, for, for godly people, for God's people, we got persecution, we got tribulations, we got trials. That's part of our heritage. So, I don't want it any more than you do, but it's not good for us to just hope that it's never going to come. Because then when it comes, we're going to be profoundly disappointed. So it's part of our life. We need to know that, and then we need to know that the testing of our faith will produce patience, right? And there's a link between patience and faith. The writer of Hebrews says that that the saints of God inherited the promises through faith and patience, right? And so we need patience. I think there are some right now, you're patiently waiting for God to answer your prayer right you've asked god you've been believing god uh, you're trusting god to answer your prayer um, you're standing in faith but you're also waiting in, and you're waiting patiently right um, so faith and patience go hand in hand but how does patience come it says through the trying or testing of our faith it produces patience amen it produces patience but here's the thing i think we have to be a little bit more precise here The the mere testing of our faith, the mere testing of our faith doesn't produce patience. What do I mean by that? If you take two people who are being tested, if if, if person number one complains about the test, gets upset about the test, questions God about the test, goes into a funk over the test, um, gets mad at the test, uh you know those types of things no patience is produced by that so it's not the testing of your faith only that brings the patience it's how you take the test and whether you pass it because tests are things that are either passed or failed right just go back to school right when your teacher told you it was time to take a test you understood something you're either going to get a good grade or a bad grade or somewhere in between depending on if you studied or not and if you could answer the questions. So, it's not just the testing; it's, it's how you go through the test because if you take that second person who goes through a similar test and he or she continues to be upbeat, continues to read the word, continues to pray, continues to worship, continues to praise, continues to serve, uh, continues to look to God and believe on God, that person's faith is going to, uh, you know, that testing of that person's faith is going to lead to the fruit of patience. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit will come forth, not because that person was tested, but the way they went through the test. See, so all of us get tested, but all of us don't go through the test the same way. And so all of us don't get the same results. So let's not think just the mere testing, because if it was testing, then all of us would have patience because we all get tested. But we all know that that's not necessarily the case. The trying of our faith and the way we go through it determines what happens to us on the other side of the test. And God is encouraging us tonight to allow this testing, to allow this adversity, to strengthen our faith. Um, and here it's going to happen. Notice, notice that, that um, uh, James, you know, we talked about Jesus said that in this life you shall have tribulations. Or in this world you shall have tribulations. And, and, and Paul wrote in 2 Timothy that the godly will suffer persecution. But also notice that James says, "Count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, when ye have various trials." Not if, when, right? And that's why it's it's you know let's get out of it that we're going to be okay. We're not going to have any problems. No, we're going to. Amen. It happens to everyone. Amen. Now let's turn to a second, uh, for a second, to Romans chapter what chapter chapter 5 Romans chapter 5 because it's a way that we have to deal with the problem because the problems are going to come we want to deal with them in the right way and in Romans chapter 5 verse 3 it says that we glory in tribulations also and then here's this word again knowing that tribulation works about you have you you see something here It says, we count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, knowing. Mm. See, we're at a point now where we should know some things. Glory to God. You know, we've been at this thing long enough. You've been in the church long enough. You've been following God long enough. You've been reading the word long enough. You've been serving serving God long enough. There are things that you should know by now. There are things that I should know by now, right? And we see here for the second time in, in, you know, two passages of scripture that we're reading that when it comes to temptations, when it comes here to tribulations, there are some things that we should know about Mm them, right? Stop complaining. You should know about the various trials. Why are they there to produce patience? Tribulation, we know something. Tribulation works patience. Amen. We see that again, right? And patience work is experience and experience hope, and hope makes us not ashamed. And hope is a big part of faith, right? Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. And so we see here that, that trials, that tribulations, we should know something about them. They're at work. They're, they're, they're designed by God not to destroy, but to produce something. In us amen to produce something in us and again this is not the type of stuff that that you know gets us running all around the church or whatever because it's like oh man i don't want to have problems but here's the thing it's about learning if problems are, are an adversity is is a um inevitable part of our life then knowing what to do with it and how to handle it becomes vitally important because it's going to come anyway and if you don't know what to do with it that adversity could overwhelm you if you do know what to do with it and how to respond to it that adversity which is something that may have come to try to get you down depending upon if satan was behind it or not can actually be used now to lift you up and make you strong Right, so it's a matter of knowing and saying listen, I'm not going to let this thing destroy me I'm going to allow it allow it to strengthen my faith. Amen um, Glory God, I hear something in my ear now and, and I'm praying to God that I will Be able to find it. Amen um Can't tell you to turn there because if that's, you don't have to turn there because I have it now. But Proverbs twenty-four and ten, it says, "If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small." See, the day of adversity is not is not designed for us like that. We should faint at it or we should fail. Adversity is a is 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 a revealer. It reveals what we have going on on the inside of us. It reveals where we are. And that's why it says in 24 and 10 of Proverbs, if you faint in a day of adversity, thy strength is small. There are some people who really believe that they're strong in the faith and then adversity comes and they fall apart. The adversity revealed that their strength was small. But there are other people, amen, when adversity comes, they stand strong. Strong as an oak tree. Amen. They are unshakable and they are unmovable Uh, And that adversity revealed that they truly were walking in strength that they truly were walking in faith adversity is not a bad thing when we allow it to to accomplish the purposes of God. Amen. So one of the things we got to realize too about adversity Amen is um, Uh, Adversity God uses adversity to to accomplish his will we saw that with Job Right, Job went through some adversity. How many of you know it? Um, and, And you know, but God sometimes will use adversity to accomplish in us Something that he couldn't accomplish if we didn't go through the adversity because many times if we allow adversity to to Be used properly in our lives it will drive us back to the Lord amen it would drive us back to the Lord and so in the way we go into the Lord's presence then we can know what his will for our life is and so God sometimes uses adversity to, to to get his will performed in our lives he also uses it to develop in us the character of Jesus Christ How many people want to be like Jesus, right? I want to be just like him, right? We sing the song, I want to be like him, and you know, Jesus is our example, right? Well, the Bible says uh, in Hebrews chapter five, verse eight, that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. <laughs> and yet, we, a lot of us want to be like Jesus, but we don't want to suffer. <laughs> But Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. I want to be like Jesus. Well, Isaiah 53 and 3 says that Jesus was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows (laughs) acquainted with grief. Mm -hmm. Jesus went through some stuff. How many of you know? Amen. And so if we want to, to, to be like Jesus... And allow God to conform us to the image of the Son, then we're not going to travel a better road than Jesus traveled. I mean, we are in a sense because none of us are going to be called to die, you know, live a sinless life to die for a sinful world. And none of us are going to be asked to go to the cross for the world like Jesus did. But we're not going to be immune from pain and suffering and hardship. Our Lord wasn't. We're not going to be Mm -hmm. right. And so God uses this to develop in us some Christ-like character Paul said that he wanted to know Jesus in the power of his resurrection And in the fellowship of his suffering See a lot of people want the resurrection power But they don't want the fellowship of the suffering (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how many of you know that the suffering preceded the resurrection (laughs) in other words jesus went through the pain and the suffering first before he got to resurrection so but many of us we want to skip the suffering and the pain and we want to go straight to resurrection power (laughs) that's not the process amen and we have to understand then that we're going to need to deal with both of them so we're just trying to lay a foundation here of understanding a couple of things one it's part of our heritage as the saints of God that we're going to go to suffering and we're going to have some pain and some hardship and so forth. Uh, but if we go through it the right way with a knowing, knowing that the trials produce patience, knowing that tribulation produces patience. If we go through these things with, with the right mindset, knowing that they're not here to destroy us, but if we allow God to work in them and through them, it can actually build us up in our faith, then adversity won't be something that we'll run from. It'll be something that we will successfully navigate and come through on the other side better than before. Amen. Because we would have allowed it to build up our faith. Now, let's, look, let's consider a couple of things about adversity. I wrote down a couple of notes to myself. The first note I wrote down to myself is about adversity. Amen. That adversity is God's way of getting our attention. <laughs> adversity is God's way of getting our attention. You know, sometimes we run through this life, man, and especially when things are going well, and we give token attention to God. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're going along fine and things are going well, and, you know, we may not be as deep in our word as before. It's something about adversity. Adversity drives us to our knees, doesn't it? It puts us on our face before God. Amen. We have a problem and and we have something that's really, really, you know, vexing us or whatever. We, amen. It's like, our attention is arrested at that point amen you know it's like okay you got me what in the world is going on you ever gotten to one of those points where so many things are going on in your life you have to just stop and go okay wait a minute what in the world is going on here right because in some sometimes we can go through life oblivious of what god is saying and how he's trying to guide us by his hand and god will allow adversity to get us to Snap to attention to go. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got it. What what have I been doing? Amen. It's so it's it's a way of getting our Attention The second thing that I wrote down to myself is that adversity um, Allows us to what leads us to rely on God's strength You remember when Paul Talked about get this, you know, he said I pay I prayed three times that God would take this thorn from me Um, this messenger of satan and and he said that god said no and he said what my grace is sufficient for you and paul said that through that he learned something that he learned again that he was going to you know he was going to celebrate his infirmities because he learned that when he is weak then he is strong what was he saying He's saying when i get to the point where i'm at the end of my strength and i find myself weak in my own self that's when the strength of god can kick in right and so you know adversities you know sometimes brings us to the end of ourselves when you ever get to that point where you just know if god doesn't do anything here it's not going to get done Right. If God doesn't move in this situation, why? Because, you know, you can't do anything about it. And, you know, for a mature Christian, as we mature in God, that's a great place to be where we stop relying on ourselves and we rely on God. Right. On our strongest day, we're no match for God on his worst day. Amen. And so when we get to that point where we're Beyond ourselves and we're now leaning and trusting on God Man, that's the best place to be right. And so our weakness, you know, it's like when I'm weak I'm strong. Why because now I'm not operating in my power, but I'm strong in the Lord as Paul said in Ephesians I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might Um, The other thing amen is that that adversity purifies our faith Amen, and I think about that that famous line from Job the famous verse from Job Job 23 um, In Job 23 and I think it's 23 and 10 Where Job says he knoweth the way I take when he hath tried me I shall come forth as gold and some uh versions say i shall come forth as pure gold amen and and, and how did that happen he says, when he hath tried me when he has tested me mm-hmm. and does that test come it comes through adversity so when we allow adversity to have its way in our lives and we don't kick up against the prick so to speak adversity can purify our faith we can come forth as pure gold but we got to go through it the right way. And is this easy? No. But you know what? I was talking to somebody today and they were telling me something about, they wanted to accomplish something. They, they're starting a business and they wanted to, they were talking about the things they had to do in the business. And they, and they, said, uh, they said to me, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to find certain people to, to, uh, to do such and such a thing. And I said, "Yeah, you, you're going to have to." And I said, "If you want to do that, if you want to provide that service, you're going to need people who are experienced doing that thing." And they said to me, "Yeah, but you know, how how hard is that to you know to find somebody that is that's not going to be easy?" I said, "That has nothing to do with it. Easy or hard, if this is what you want to do, you're going to have to do it." It's so funny how sometimes we start we start breaking down things whether it's easy or hard. As if easy is like, "Okay, I can do it." Hard, "Okay, I can't." No, sometimes you can do hard things. Yeah. Hard doesn't mean don't do it. It just means now bring your lunch pail to work. <laughs> Amen. Roll up your sleeves and get after it. Amen. And so, you know, it's, it's, that's the way it is with, with adversity. Amen. It's, it's there, but it's not for us to shrink away from. It's for us to, you know, to deal with it. And if we deal with it in the right way, it can produce great things results in our life. And so it does, um, as we see here with Job, it can purify our faith. But here's the other thing, and, and we hear this a lot. Sometimes this is something that is said that is over overdone. But sometimes we say things like, you know, adversity is just proof that you're doing God's will because Satan is attacking you. And that's true sometimes. It is, right? Because You're exactly where God wants you to be. And we understand that Satan hates God and he hates God's people, right? And if you're doing what God would have you to do, Satan's not going to allow you to have a free course, amen? He's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to steal your joy. He's going to try to destroy your momentum and what have you. He's going to try to mess you up. There's no question about that. And What do what are we supposed to do if, if that's happening, right? You know um, You think about what we learn in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 When it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world Spiritual wickedness in high places. What are we supposed to do? Well right before that? We're told to stand mm-hmm. right and having done all do what? stand, stand. and so if if Satan is attacking us and we're part of that spiritual warfare that Ephesians 6 is talking about, then we don't shrink from it. We stand strong with it. Amen. And so if if in fact Satan is attacking, and he will, right? He walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And if he's doing that, then you and I have to stand, right? Adversity doesn't mean we run and hide. Remember, If we faint in a day of adversity, our strength is small. Mm -hmm. right? Adversity is not the time for us to get small. It's time for us to stand tall and to stand strong. Amen? Um, The other thing about adversity is this. I believe adversity, in the end, begins to point us toward God. Right? You know, the psalmist said in Psalm 121 and 1, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. But the psalmist said, I'll lift up my eyes to the hills because that's where my help comes from. You see, that must have that 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 means for us then that the psalmist understood. I need some help right now. Mm-hmm. Why do I need help? I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going through something. I'm lifting up my eyes. But see, that's the, that's allowing adversity. To strengthen your faith because whenever we look to god whenever we look to jesus isn't that what the writer of hebrews tells us that we look unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith right mm-hmm. so if adversity gets us to look down right if adversity gets us to look at other people you caused me problem you caused me problem you did this to me we're looking in the wrong place but when adversity leads us to lift up our eyes to the hills, glory to God, from whence cometh our help. Now we're allowing adversity to be used in a way that's going to produce godliness in our lives. It's going to produce faith in our lives. It's going to produce strength in our lives, right? So that's why we go back to James and it's like, it's not the test that does it, it's how do you take the test? What do you do with the testing that comes in your life? you know, I've been, I've been reading the book of Job, and, you know, read the book of Job plenty of times, and read different accounts in Job from time to time, but man, I tell you, you know, when I started to read about how just on that one day, you know, his, his animals got destroyed, and, and, and he, uh, his servants got killed, and, and, his, his sons and daughters got killed and it happened all in one day and I'm thinking oh my goodness you know I mean you know because some of us amen you know we we don't thank God have anything like that happen to us in a lifetime and Job had that happen to him one after the other after the other after... he got four bad reports in a row and yet, you know, he did tear his clothes, he did cry, he did grieve, but the Bible tells us he never lost his integrity. Mm. Glory to God. Amen. You're talking about... Now, now he wasn't perfect because Job went through, and he started doing some complaining too, especially when he was talking to his friends, you know. But, But man, you know, he went through so much, and he didn't lose his integrity. And as I read that, I'm thinking to myself, You know, Lord, first of all, help me to never go through anything like that. Amen. But whatever I go through, Lord, help me to keep my integrity. Glory to God. Right. And I think we will be able to keep our integrity if we allow adversity to build us up in our our faith, to strengthen our faith. We will be able to keep our integrity. Um, And if we keep our integrity, we'll come through with a stronger faith. And That's what God is trying to get us to do tonight. Don't run from the adversity because understand God is with you. Amen. And it says if God be for you who or what can be against you. Amen And so no matter what comes your way With God on your side, you will always prevail You will always prevail over the biggest problem that can ever come into your life No matter what it is. It's not bigger than your God. Hmm. And so you can always prevail so we, we, we're, we you know, talking about things tonight that, again, are the type of things that make you happy, glad. But here's the point. It'll make you happy, glad when you go through the inevitable adversity. Because it's going to happen. The trials, the tribulation, all those things are going to happen. But now, if you go through it with a knowing, then you're going to say, okay, you know what? Let me roll up my spiritual sleeves and stand. And let me... Remain on my post. Let me keep looking to God. Let me keep praying. Let me keep fasting. Let me keep serving. Let me keep worshiping And as you do that your strength is gonna be gonna you, you, Your faith is going to be strengthened and you're gonna come out of that thing the way you're supposed to amen And speaking about Job the, the, uh, One of the last things I want to talk about I want to turn to Job chapter 40 42 it's the last chapter in Job. This is after God took Job to task. Amen? He, he asked him all these questions. You so smart. You know all this. Tell me about this. Tell, where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? And all the rest of that. And Job repented after God dressed him down for a few chapters. And in Job chapter 42, verse Number five. And again, Job went through a whole lot of adversity. Amen. Um, As we said, he had lost so much. And in Job 42, verse five, he says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees thee. You see what Job said? He said, look, before I went through this adversity, I heard about you. I heard about you, God. I heard about all the great things that you are. And Job was a righteous man. Job would make sacrifices every day. He covered his children in prayer and all the rest of that. So it wasn't like Job didn't know God. In fact, Job knew God so much. Satan was convinced that the only reason why Job served God was because God was so kind to Job. And and so God, Job had a relationship with God. But he said, until I went through the adversity, I heard of you, right? Mm-hmm. He said, but now, what do you mean, but now? But now that I've gone through some problems, now that I've gone through some pain, now that I've gone through some hardship, he said, what? He said, now I see you. Hmm. And see, that's the thing. Adversity, if we take it the right way, will cause us to see God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We can see God in adversity if we go through it the right way if we go through it with a knowing You want to see God? I'm telling you God is a God. Listen in psalm 91 God said because he has set his love upon me Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name He said he will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him. What in? trouble see in the midst of our trouble god is right there mm. but a lot of times people don't see him because they don't go through the trouble in the right way but when you go through the trouble in the right way you'll be like like joe i heard of god <laughs> in the past but now that i've gone through this thing i see him. glory to god how many of you can see god in your trouble right now mm. amen If you're in a place right now, some pain and some hardship and some adversity, the question before you tonight is, do you see God? Amen. Mm -hmm. And if you say, no, I don't see God. God, where are you, God? Where are you, God? It may well be that you may have to look to God and ask him and pray to him that you go through this in, in, Mm -hmm. in a way that will strengthen your faith. Amen. That you will go through this way of understanding that this is not here to destroy you. God is not; a, He's not. He, God is not looking to destroy you. Amen. God gave His only Son to save you. Amen. So He's not trying to destroy you. He's not trying to take you. He's not trying to do anything like that. That adversity is not there to destroy you. It's there to build you up and to strengthen you. You say it's easy for you to say. No, it's not easy for me to say because it's gonna happen to me too. Well, none of us are immune. Amen. I got problems too. <laughs> glory to God. Amen. You know we all have them. But here's the thing: if, if if we're if we're Christians, Amen, and Jesus is our Savior, then we got a God in heaven who's always mindful of us, and He's always right there. A God who promised, "I will never." Glory to God. Leave you nor forsake you So in the midst of your adversity you got to know here's another knowing thing know that God is right there and, and Understand that if you go through it the right way You'll see God in the midst of your darkest pain. You will still See God. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know adversity as, as we said, amen, it's is, is God's way of getting our attention it leads us to rely on God's strength. It purifies our faith. Right, we come out as pure gold. Um, sometimes it's evidence of Satan's attacks. Many times it leads us to God. Right, we lift up our eyes to the hills for whence cometh our help. And as we see here with Job, it'll allow us to see God, meaning that it'll allow us to get to know God in a deeper, in a deeper way. Amen. It'll get us to know God in a deeper way, and so. The encouragement tonight is, yes, there's some inevitability in our lives when it comes to adversity. It's going to come. But the encouragement tonight is, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's okay. It's not something to run from and to dread and to throw up your hands in despair. No. Amen. It's about saying, okay, God and I can get through this thing. Amen. I read something about adversity tonight. I want to just close with this. Um, and I don't even know who it was I have to go back and find it and if I find who who actually wrote it I'll come back and, and and share it with you, but they but but they said that um, with adversity that um, When we're going through stuff that's painful or whatever it says uh, that we should pray um, Lord make sure this pain that I'm enduring is not wasted See many of us are going through pain and we're wasting it. You said. what do you mean I'm wasting my pain? Be, what I mean this, <laughs> that all that thing is doing is causing you pain. It's being wasted because really that thing was there not to simply cause you pain, but to bring you closer to God. Amen? And to allow you to see God and to allow God to work on you to develop Christ-like character, right? It was there to produce patience. It was there to produce character. It was there to produce experience. It was there to produce hope. It was there to strengthen your faith. It had a purpose. But if all of its doing is causing you pain, then none of those purposes are being achieved. Mm. And the pain is being wasted. Glory to God. Amen. Don't waste your pain. You're talking about having a renewed mind. In order to embrace that, your mind has to be renewed. But Lord, don't allow me. Amen. 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 Make sure that this pain that I'm enduring is not wasted. Amen. Don't waste your pain. If if all you have to show for it at the end of the day is sorrow and pain, then that adversity has been wasted. Amen. Amen. So, um, praise God. Amen. Um, pray that uh, next time we come, uh, uh, we can put more of a smile on your face. But I'm praying, but I'm believing something, that this is helpful to somebody tonight. Why? Because you're going through something right now. Amen. You're going through something right now. And and there's something that God shared with you tonight that's going to allow you to go through what you're going through in a different way. And it's going to bring you from despair to victory. Glory to God. It's going to bring you from despair to victory. um, Because you're going to see God in the midst of your suffering and heartache. and, And God's going to speak to you. And he's going to strengthen your faith. And he's going to give you answers. And he's going to give you guidance and direction. And he's going to allow you to hear his still small voice. And you're going to go from knowing of God and hearing of God to seeing God and knowing him more intimately amen and your pain won't be wasted glory to god that's a good thing amen mm-hmm. amen let's pray tonight as we get ready to go from here father we bless your name tonight yes, and we just thank you lord for uh just being so real with us oh god and not you know giving us some sugar-coated word oh god but father giving us the strong meat of yes. the Word of God and Father, we thank you for strong me in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we're praying, God, that we will take the Word that we have heard tonight, and we will allow it to just go deep in us, O oh God. Yes, that we would right. meditate on it, that we would think on it, O oh God. That we will rehearse it in our hearing, and Father, that we will even discuss it with you, O oh God. That you will give us even more revelation. Yeah in God. the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we're praying tonight that. Um, that we do not allow our, uh, that our pain to be wasted, O oh God. Uh, help us, God, not to waste the pain, oh God, but, Father, to know that the adversity that uh, you have allowed in our lives have a reason, have a purpose, and, Father, not to destroy, but to build us up in our most holy faith yes, God. and to make us more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Father God, we thank you, O God. And, Father, we just uh, bless you for the word that you've given us. We thank you for the strength to walk it out and to live it out. And we thank you, God, in advance for all the blessings and the favor that shall come forth as we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying your blessings upon every household. Represented by those under the sound of my yes, voice. Tyler. Be with everyone tonight. Be with their families, O God, and continue to show yourself strong and mighty in their lives. We're praying for health for those who need it, strength for the weak, oh God. We're praying for deliverance for the captives, the covering of sight to the blind. Yes. We're praying for the soul salvation of every lost soul. And Father, we just thank you, O God, that you are at work in the earth. Continue to show yourself mighty. And we'll continue to praise your name. We give you glory for everything right now. Yes. You are an awesome God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.